0: Yourself of everything let the mind become still the ten thousand things rise and fall while the self watches their return they grow and flourish and then return to the source returning to the source is stillness which is the way of nature you are listening to alpha male buddhist from brooklyn podcast Expand your mind
1: and keep it love. Welcome back to episode 113 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. The topic today is going to be a simple one, but kind of profound. And the title is The Mind, Feed it Fine Arts, Not Fear. Well, before I get into that, I'm just going to, you know, briefly apologize. I normally put out an episode over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, usually Saturday, but it was a little crazy I was doing landscaping and I was kind of configuring an old Mac that I have. I have a Mac. I think it's Snow Leopard from 2011, literally, and I give it heavy use. And it's still working, but I get the feeling it's getting ready to crap out on me. So I did a little research into these uh, SSD cards, which I I put them on a couple of my laptops. And what it does is it it makes basically a lagging slow laptop or computer. It makes it, in some instances, a rocket ship in speed terms. So contingent upon your configuration of what you have. How, that would determine also for, for booting up it's amazing man they boot up really fast the ssd cards the solid state digital i believe it is Uh memory card it's a, it's a hard drive but it's just chips no there's no mechanical moving parts in it so what happens is when you do that it, it makes your computer up ex- exponentially faster i uh what i ended up doing was looking into backing up my my uh mac as i said snow leopard 10.6.4 I think version I was messing with it and I I, I combined I'm going to be honest with you probably about 8 or 9 different YouTube videos and about 3 or 4 write ups on just Google itself and maybe a Reddit that I, I had to hit Reddit, <laughs> that's how deep I went, but I ended up figuring out, and I, there was f- 5 attempts, I believe the 5th one was successful on the 5th attempt what I ended up doing was I have I took the image and I copied the image to the SSD card and and uh, made it bootable, obviously. So when I reset my Mac, I put it as my startup disk. I had, I had this SSD card as one of the selections so it could boot up from the native hard drive and within the Mac itself. It's a 21.5-inch computer. So it could boot up from the hard drive that's already native that's been in it for 10 years or I could select that or I could select the new SSD card that I put as bootable and what I click the SSD card and it boots up an SSD and what's going to happen is it'll boot up every time in SSD because it's configured from the startup when you put it in my startup there's another way of doing it through the alt or whatever but what this means is I I can get 50 different SSD cards and I can have 50 different computers basically what you want to do when you do that is um it's really really cool you strip it strip your os all the way down your operating system all the way down to like the bare bones like just what's in there and put everything else on an outside drive and bring it all the way down create an image on an ssd card it use, there's two. it's really a one-step process two-step when you get the new ssd card you got to format it in the mac uh journal daily journal or whatever that format is and then the second step is, I believe it's in creating image or or backup, and you drag and drop. It's in Mac. You'll see it in Mac. Well, if you're really like in, curious, shoot me an email, and I'll ex- shoot me an email, and I'll explain in little detail what I did. But it's oh, I'll shoot you the, the YouTube links that I used. But it's it's relatively simple. Um, relatively, imaging is a little tricky. You know, I'm I, like I said, I do write code and stuff like that, but I'm more of a SQL guy, databases and structure and stuff like that. Not, uh, when it comes to this stuff, you know, configuring Macs and stuff like that. The hardware gets a little tricky sometimes, but I dabble. I mess with it a little bit. I'm into it. So, yeah, man. So back, back to the main topic and the subject we were just talking about, which, I'm sorry, I'm a little off the mic here. Um, the topic we were just talking about are the fine arts, you know, the mind feeded Fine arts, not fear. What ends up happening in, in, Many, many times is that, excuse me one second, what ends up happening is you you have, you find yourself dragged down, okay, into the bucket where all you find yourself doing is researching negative uh, energy and bad news and stuff. That's, although true and happening at the point in time, it could be all consuming. Um, Again, not to ignore it because it's healthy to go through cycles where you kind of or in that state, in that paradigm, in that gestalt, okay, of looking and facing at your fear. That's important to do that, but you can't live in that state because what happens is you end up missing life. You know, you you, you become like a crab with a shell on the outside and your whole purpose of living is to just show everybody your shell. You know, of how tough and how hard and how impermeable your shell is and, you know, you're... Look at the skill that you have now. That's not a, any way to live. So it's very important that, aside from looking at these negative entities and these things around us that do demand some of our attention, a percentage and I, I normally it's an odd thing that I do and I use the thirty-three and third percent, like one third, like if. Whenever you need just a rough measurement of things or trying to figure stuff out, you know, I hit like 30. So I say to myself, you know what, if I find myself on that, um, on this negative stuff, like more than 33% of my time, there's this is is an issue. If I just stay that way all the time. So upon upon that, you know, I, I've always been a person that I'm into history and philosophy, science, language as you know I speak a little French sometimes I get by a little bit a little bit something there and you know if my Spanish is really fluent strong you know even though with the little Puerto Rican in there but it's it's good solid Spanish fluent native and what else you know a couple couple of languages you know I speak a little bit of, a little bit of Filipino you know Bisaya which has like thirty percent Spanish in it so it's a little easier for me to understand and speak. It's a pretty cool language. My wife's native, native language. So, yeah, man. So, um, let's see. So, back back to the issue again. Back to the shorthand. So, with all of this negative stuff around us that we have to be aware of, we can't get go down that rabbit hole and get stuck. There. You got to come out and get some fresh air, you know? And see for yourself what life is and the greatness that life has for us. And... Right now, when you can comp- you can compare some of the modern achievements of man, which are like let's say the buildings that we put up the skyscrapers that reach almost three thousand feet high, pretty close to three thousand feet high they're getting right now, and uh, the great bridges that we have, the highways, the technology that we have, or yeah, electronics and technology that that we have right now. And uh, everything, cities, everything to, you know, the power grids and everything to exacting measures. It's crazy what you have right now. And, yeah, you have all of this modernity, all of this modern stuff, these flat surfaces and right perfect edges. And everything has its, you know, scheduled, you know, maintenance grid that you have to do the scheduled, you know, procedures to and all that bullshit. But that's... Modernity, And that's what we have right now as far as technology and what the world has become. But originally, we were not that way. And even if you grab one of these skyscrapers that's, you know, 3,000 feet high in Mumbai or Dubai or whatever city it is that's so tall right now, uh, it doesn't have a soul, okay? It's not like looking at the Mona Lisa or the Winged Victory at the Louvre, you know, Nike, Winged Victory. Or looking at a Van Gogh, like a real Van Gogh sunflowers or something crazy, Michelangelo or Rodin, like the thinker. It's we or Picasso, you know, it this you can't you can't compare. It's just something that you know it, it's this modern stuff, it's it it's it it, 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 it By numbers, it's the tallest, and, you know, they put it up in X, Y, Z amount of time, and here was the designer, and these are the specifications that he had, but again, it doesn't have any soul, and nobody's going to be looking at uh, these skyscrapers, you know, let's say 500 years from now, saying, oh, look at this, no, they're going to be gone, and they're going to be a a memory, they'll they'll be forgotten, okay, right now, they're even doing it, some of the buildings that in some of these bigger cities, even though they're already semi skyscrapers are being torn down to put up taller buildings and complexes and everything like that and that's all we are that's how how time moves on so all right so really the purpose of this is to get into our ancient history and where we come from to learn about your own culture or whether if you come from a diverse culture of different people learn about those people but not just your own people learn about all different people Learn Greek history. Learn about the Spartans and learn about the Macedonians. Learn about Alexander the Great. Learn about Hannibal and Carthage and Rome and Julius Caesar. Learn about these people. You know, learn about the Gauls and Great Britain and the 1066 and the Battle of Hastings and and all that stuff with the the, uh, ancient English and Middle English and all that shit and Beowulf. It's all important. Get knowledge because what what in essence happens is knowledge is what where the true richness lies okay and you could even be in a setting where you have a lot of people and you know some dude has a lot of money he's very flashy and all that stuff like that and you're having a conversation but when you find yourself in a group of people that um i don't know i want to put this in a nice way when you're talking you find out right away who who are the mental lightweights? You know, like just in a conversation, and I, it's not that I'm competitive when I speak to people, but it kind of, it can't come out that way. We're just in a, in a semi conversation, when you go on, what is that? This, not Snapchat, Uh Instagram right now. Everybody's talking about oh, you know, text yes if you're going to be a trillionaire by age of, and they're completely missing the point. Completely, completely. I see where they're going. And they're trying to do all these affirmations and all that stuff. And all that affirmation stuff is cool, and I think it's good, especially when you're new to to taking control of your own mind, and you're kind of waking up and finding yourself shaking this matrix system a little bit off you, and and you know, kind of looking through the lens of your own ability to see things and rationalize and things. So, what the modern day media slash education system slash agenda setting, association, de jour of the day, whatever bullshit they're trying to pan-feed us all, you want to always keep in mind that what they're trying to do is indoctrinate you into something that isn't real, okay? And that is one of the prime reasons why when you see a work of art, like, let's say, the Great Pyramids or some of these... Great works from uh, these ancient Egyptians, where they did these sculptures in granite and Danerite. There's one specific one I have in mind. It's called um, Kefren. Kefren, I think it's K-E-F-R-E-N, but there's different spellings. I believe it's in the Museum of Cairo. what it is, it's a pharaoh, but it has like a falcon affixed to the back of its head, like in, integrated into his head. Of, of the Pharaoh Kefrin's head. And it's amazing, but it's done in a stone that's called Danerite, which is, I believe, slightly harder than granite. And and after that, it's diamond, you know, that hardness scale of 1 to 10. So, diamond being a 10, and like talcum with something soft, it's like 0 to 1. And granite, granite, I believe, is 8 or 7.5, and this Danerite's like 8. It's really hard stuff, and today they said that they would not be able to make the type of sculpture in that detail and how the perfection that it was done in, and they made so many things in this fashion the ancient Egyptians and see the problem was when you divide between the two between the ancient Greeks and between the uh, Egyptians is this well we know that the Greeks did go to ancient Egypt pre pre-invasion because that was that was called the um, Ptolemaic Greeks. In other words, they invaded I, I believe with with Alexander the Great they invaded, invaded and conquered Egypt. but prior to that, there were certain Greeks that went down to ancient Egypt to learn. The sacred science and such, and all of these different mystery schools, and those were real. And these Greeks really did go down to, to learn, and, and and they they bring up names like, sorry, Isaac Newton, and uh, just so many famous people that that went down. They they say Napoleon, and you know, and I believe Socrates even speaks about the you know the the ancient Greeks going down to. Egypt to partake in that knowledge and, and learn because the, the way of the Egyptian teaching is very mysterious, man. And it's something that is very symbolic and something that's very, it's dark. Okay. And I mean dark in a sense of hard to understand and has a hot, lot of hidden meaning. And, and uh, I'll go a step further. When I say hidden meaning, there's some of that could be dark. Like a cult, like negative energy, bad. Just like anything, just like any culture, so just like any religion. So, you got you to gotta use real caution when it comes to that. But, it does really attract someone's attention, you know, with the, the mastery they had over nature and material and what they were capable of achieving through mathematics, engineering, and just precision and unbelievable engineering, man. Just tremendous geniuses you know and they can't figure it out today like oh one of the names i was going to say i think it's pythagoras that went down to to ancient egypt pythagoras a lot of mathematics and all that shit anyway so when you break it down to to its lowest level to our our society that we're in today it it comes down as far as the not the east not japan and china and stuff but the east comes down to ancient egypt and greece so, like I said, between the two, the problem with the Egyptian stuff is it's so veiled and mysterious and everything that, that it's very hard to understand, very esoteric, okay? They didn't spell shit out in that way. Although they have a book of the dead in certain journals that they put out that you can read it and it's deep and interesting, but it's so veiled and open to interpretation, you know? But the Greeks, they just, just told you what it was, blank, here's what it was, you know? So there's... <clears throat> A region of Greece that you have to look at a map back, constructed back the way it was named at that time, going back 300 BC, let's say. And it's the modern day Turkey, but the coast of Turkey, modern day Turkey, that's facing towards Greece was actually kind of like a suburb, suburb of Greece. And that's basically the birthplace of philosophy right there. Um, it's an amazing history along along that region right there, it's called Ionia, and some very famous cities and very fam- famous philosophers. The birthplace of philosophy is right there. So, and I talk about them in some early episodes. Investigate it, look into it. So these are, these are the schools that we can look into. We can look into the ancient Egyptian or the Greek, but the Greek they. They put it in a teaching that uh, we can learn and debate and study and see what direction each teaching takes us to. And that's the classics. At the end of the day, it's it's the classics. It's when you look at, even let's say something, I don't know, as simple as the Mona Lisa. You look at it and the mystery involved. You know, even when I was younger, it struck me as a beautiful painting. But as I get older and I look at it, the mastery in, in in that painting is is interesting i wouldn't pay, i wouldn't pay some absorbent amount of money the way some people do for for quote unquote works of art but as a piece of art itself just as a as a value judgment as standing in front of it and looking at it it's amazing it's amazing just the artistry that's woven into it and the mastery and the expression it's crazy so there you have to make it a habit and, and, and make it a devotion and dedicate yourself to get in and learning about these things because you spend so much time spending your time on garbage. Like, And I'm not yelling at you or saying you specifically as an individual person, but a lot of people, and, I, and myself included, you know, we could spend time on bullshit or wasting time that you need to make an effort to get in and learn about our ancient history, like I said, right now I'm in this mode where ancient Greece is really chiming out to me, and I'm, I'm learning about it. It's kind of new to me, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating that the, the tie into all these different things when you start learning about uh, the history of all, all of this, right? So, that's why. The the way the mainstream and the way everything is running right now, they don't want you to know about your history and where you come from and the greatness that man has. The temple of Baalbek in Lebanon, go go online and take a look at some of them stones and tell me that that how how that was done how you think that was done. These megaliths, I think I think it's two hundred tons, could be more, eight hundred tons, I forget the exact number. I think eight hundred tons sounds more right. So, how was that done, and did they have saw marks on them? And they really, they literally do when you look at them. And, and the, a lot of the stuff from ancient Egypt, too, they have these blade marks, huge blade marks. It's re- really undeniable, and really interesting. It's Like I said, I believe they saw for the stone somehow. So, this is what we have at hand. This is something that we can... Look up and make uh, do some research on if there's if you have local museums near you, and if you don't have a local museum near you, you have Chrome, which I'm starting to use DuckDuckGo. I think DuckDuckGo is a little bit giving me better results these days. Google's getting weird, and you know what? I'm gonna actually switch to that topic real quick before I forget because you know, I had mentioned it in, in a couple of my last shows how when when uh, you're doing searches on, on YouTube, or, because YouTube and Google are, are the same entity, okay? So when I do searches in YouTube or when I do searches in, in, in Google, I get these oddball results where it kind of misses out on the stuff that I know or pushes sites that are going against what I'm saying. And I thought it was a, just a, my imagination or something like that, but from what I'm hearing right now, Google is losing millions and millions of dollars every month now and I'm saying in high like I don't want to use the word billion but like a lot of money they're losing right now because of revenue and people unsubscribing and no advertisements and because you know what happens is it got to the point where YouTube was driving the markets for advertising and doing everything like that and it was drawing all the attention so now they're losing money explain to me why <clears throat> business 101 you would run a business and have a business that is in business to lose money they're losing money right now right and uh, i put up a couple of things on youtube and it gets taken down right away some of the episodes that i have <clears throat> some of them are on there right now if you want to go on youtube and see them but uh, they were taken down by you, by by youtube or ended it end a really google that alpha alpha i think it's called alphabet company or whatever and that's what the agenda is right now. They, there is, they're trying to block out truth, but blocking out truth is like trying to block out the sun because I heard a saying about truth that, that really resonated with me. They said the truth doesn't need any defending or anybody to defend the truth. The truth is like a lion. It can walk around in broad daylight in front of everybody and just be who it is because it is the truth. It, it doesn't need to be defended. So whenever whenever there's a statement that somebody gets confused or they they don't want to discuss it or bring it up it's because there's something to hide. So you always have to seek that truth, I digress. So knowing that it's important that we look at at about these old ways, you have to understand that this mainstream media this 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 brainwashing that they're putting us they don't they want us to not acknowledge or understand these old ways. Like the, 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 the Parthenon and the Pantheon, and the Colosseum, and the aqueducts that the great Romans built. The architecture, the mathematics involved in that, the engineering—that stuff was built two over two thousand years ago. Those aqueducts, and they still some of them still supply water, dude. Some of them still supply water. Explain that shit to me, okay? And they use a special kind of concrete. I forget how to explain it, but they incorporated some kind of volcanic ash or something like that, and it made it waterproof and made it last forever, basically. But you had to know how to do it exactly right. And they did. Um, It's amazing, man, when you get into history and learn about how, how our ancestors were able to do this. But they don't want you to learn about your ancestors. They want you to learn about LeBron James and about how... This I don't even want to bring up the news right now because it gets a little bit depressing. But they want to bring you in the wrong direction. They want you to everybody listen to the same music, dance to the same beat. And it's when at the end of the day, take an examination of what you spend your time on. Is it, is it what you spend your time on? Is it mindless? Be honest with yourself. I mean, it's okay. It's okay to spend some time on mindless shit. I do it. You know. Like, it's crazy with this Mac computer thing I was messing with. It, it turned into an obsession because I had bought the SSD card for it. <clears throat> Actually, I bought the SSD card for another computer. It was a 500 gig Samsung, a nice one. I think I spent 100 bucks at the time a few months ago. But I bought it for another laptop. What if I think the laptop burned out? So I said, forget it. Let me, let me try to do something with the Mac. But I've been int- intending to do this for the longest amount of time. And then, <clears throat> I never really got around to it, but over like the past two weeks, I've been really delving into it, but kind of deeper and deeper and deeper and making, I don't want to use the word making mistakes, but not really getting any traction as far as making progress, backing up the computer or anything like that, backing up the operating system, whatever. Just because I love the computer, it works. This is a, a Mac 21.5 inch and it, it works like a dream. It's a great computer um it's a battleship and it's you know you grow attached to some of these computers when they work good so i do so anyway long story short eventually i did figure it out but what i'm what i'm trying to get at is that it would have been easy to just given up on it or something like that i from my observation i saw that there was going to be a way to do this that it was logical that I would be able to do this. If I wasn't, I would have stopped and given up, which I did a couple of times. But I eventually broke through, but it kind of motivated me. I ended up doing the next, which that was Saturday. I did this with the computer. Sunday, I ended up doing some landscaping and stuff like that. It was crazy buying some landscaping stone heavy stuff. Almost threw up my back. But thank God I didn't. But anyway, I digress. So they don't want you to look into your past, your history... And when I say your Greek, Greek history is your history, okay? History from Carthage is your history. From Rome, from Siberia, from Tokyo, the Samurais, that's your history, man. We're all human beings. So you need to learn. I, I, I love that uh, Samurai history is amazing, man. I studied some of my episodes. If you listen to some, you know, Book of Five Rings that's what you want to do you want to integrate all of these this this different knowledge and teachings and strategies and everything like that you want to kind of incorporate them into what you do so that it it becomes a common nature or uh, you you know you're, you're in your nature to just be able to think in them terms but you don't that doesn't just jump into your head like that just because you know the book is sitting on your shelf okay if you don't have time to crack that book open, sit and read, which which a lot back in the day I was doing that stuff when I was, I don't know, I think I was 14 years old, 14, 15 years old, I started reading the Tao and all that stuff, the Tao Te Ching, which is my favorite, that and the Book of Five Rings and the Dharmapada. But anyway, if you don't have you know the time or whatever to do that, to crack open that book, just go on YouTube and type in Dharmapada, type in the Tao Te Ching, type in the Book of Five Rings, type in... You know, um Hagakuru, okay? Tapping these different things. Uh, you know, Dharmapada, right? And you'll hear <laughs> some tremendous teachings, right? But when I say listen to it, I don't mean put it on so you hear it. Like you're listening to, a, you know, some reggaeton beat or some kind of, you know, old school jazz beat. But you want to listen to what exactly... The teaching is of 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 whoever's speaking right what the, the message they're trying to get across so that's where you find growth you know true teachings a lot of times you know stuff that's easy we'll just jump right into oh yeah I, I get it Yeah, shake your booty okay that's the thing that you're supposed to do but when you want to go into like deep levels of understanding i mean a lot of that stuff is veiled. so to me what i see religion to a large degree what it is is a lens that gives you the ability to look to find god within yourself basically right and the way that you when i say find god within yourself is is it is it good is it wholesome is it truth okay is it god glorifying is it something that people are benefiting and not being hurt uh because everything that today the war that i see the endless war that we see i'm not going to get into that on this episode but a lot of this en- endless war and this killing and genocide that's taking place today shouldn't really be happening and that's what our tax dollars go to so you can't sit and dwell on that stuff right so yeah you 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 want to be aware that it's happening and talk to your friends and your brothers and sisters and explain to the people that you love and people that you think that would understand even if they you don't want to take them to the deepest levels of reality of what's happening you might want to just hint around and find out how much they know and kind of fill in the blanks where they where their next level would be, because you're not going to take somebody from level 2 to level 22, you know, or level 5 to level 28. So, you know, it is what it is. They, They want you to forget the old ways. They don't want you to know the old ways existed. Go online and take a look at the Colosseum in Rome, how that thing was devised, the mathematics involved in that. The Sphinx. They're saying that the Sphinx, I I believe the number is like 30,000 years old because this archaeologist Robert Shock from Boston University, along with this guy John Anthony West. Not too many people heard about him, but he's a genius when it comes to ancient Egypt. And th- what they did was they noticed that there was fissures around the quarry that encircled the Sphinx. And the only way that those fissures would happen it was would be due to rain. And the last time it rained that much in the Sahara Desert, I think it's 40,000 years ago. It was like around 40,000 years ago. And then it ended up being, it's a fact, and I think it's slowly getting accepted. But this is shit that was coming out 20 years ago, or even 30 years ago. Um... These guys are truly, truly interesting. But you wanna, you wanna look up Jana, John Anthony West because he has this this series, Magical Egypt, that did a few. I think I got the whole series on audio because I did buy it, and it was so, so detailed and so enriching. I decided to, you know, kind of just put it on the podcast, so you know, fair use and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, they, like I said, they don't want you to hear what truth is happening. They don't. They, they want you to go their way, they're brainwashing you. And the scary thing is, there's like two camps you got these younger people that are waking up and they're seeing what's happening, and that's why there's no ratings in some of these large uh major networks. But you got you know, you have some people that are like just getting into this, spending their whole day on their phone, putting on these apps that are going to show them what they look like when they get older. Or it's gonna like uh, who knows what the fuck these days? What they do, how to make better popcorn? But they're in, embedded into their phone. You have those people, and you have some young people that are waking up to the reality of what's happening right now, and they're having productive lives and learning. And and you know so certain young people, you know, when you talk to them, they I, I hear the conversations that are happening around around me and everything like that. I'm in New York City. I hear this stuff all the time. So some young people are really waking up, but. It's a battle, man, and it's getting down because now uh, here's how you know that it's getting down to the end because they want to censor everybody. They want to shut everybody down on YouTube, on Google. They want to take control of everything. I recommend going on DuckDuckGo and do your searches when you want to get your truth. You know, Google is great for like directions and you know whatever, maybe history and stuff that's you know can easily sanitized. You know, they, they 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 hear the facts and you know it's hard to mess with that, but. If you're looking for real truth and learning about stuff and researching stuff, use many multiple sources, but one of your sources got to be DuckDuckGo, and the other one is BitChute. BitChute is slowly growing, because YouTube is knocking down a lot of videos, and their algorithms are all screwed up. You put in one thing, and they're giving you NBC, CBS, and that's why they're losing so much revenue, because people... Instead of being on these major networks watching their cable television or whatever, even on their phone, they would be um, watching YouTube. So now what did they do? They they would watch a lot of YouTube, get a lot of attention, a lot of eyes, and and would make a lot of money of revenue with advertising because people were watching. But now that they switch around the algorithms, people get onto YouTube and they get switched to Fox and all that stuff and CBS and CNN. They're not watching that. So now they're looking at other sources and google is losing a lot of money and they're willing to lose a lot of money does that make sense to you what business 101 what business wants to lose money millions of, and i forget the the number in the millions if it's 50 million a month or whatever the number is it's a lot of money and they continue to lose by their own choice by the decisions that they make to stick with these stupid algorithms that try to suppress truth and what's really going on and get put out their own version of reality of what's happening. And everybody's waking up to that shit. So you know what? I'm I'm over here rambling. I'm going on 35 minutes of straight talking. So I'm gonna exit out with a little bit of music. And this is weather report, and it's called the 125th Street Congress. And I'm there gonna hear Wayne Short on Soprano Saxophone. You're going to hear, um, jo- uh, that's not Jaco Pastorius. That's some other dude. Um, I think he's like Polish or something like that. Vitrus, something. You can look it up. It's weather report. And uh, 125th Street Congress. I think it's circa 1971 is when it came out. And you have Paul Zawinol. He He's uh, like from Denmark or something like that. And Wayne and the bass player. When you listen to this... The interplay between the bass and the soprano saxophone, the way they, the way he plays, is amazing, man, right? That and then the Joe all with the synthesizer, the way he, he chimes in and the way they, they play it all out. But the bass on this is crazy. The pace and the soprano saxophone are hypnotic, the crazy shit. So I'm going to play the whole section. It's called 125th Street Congress Weather Report. Uh, pre-Jaco Pastores for those of you who are Jaco fans and I really want to thank you for listening and I'm going to say namaste mm-hmm.